0: Listening to Daily Notes, presenting by Almost Sideways. On this episode of Daily Notes, we dive into the films of Jackass. There's five movies here that we're going to discuss on this episode, as well as jump into 1987, looking back at a film that was Oscar nominated, and it also stars Eddie Murphy. I'll let you think about that real fast, and let's jump into that intro right now. Good evening, ladies. and gentlemen. I drink your milkshake. If you only knew the power of God. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. This is how I went. Shall we begin? All right, welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. My name is Adam, and these are my daily notes where I have fun conversation about movies and whatnot. Today we should have a really fun episode. I believe I took off last week if I can remember correctly. I can't really remember. I think we watched some football last uh, last week. I know that for sure. Our poor Niners lost, which I'm kind of bummed out about, obviously. But the Super Bowl should be fun. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals are... Opening for this amazing halftime show that we're looking forward to seeing: Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop, uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Mary J. Blige, among others. It's gonna be a fun halftime show. We're really looking forward to that next week. And you know, I think about maybe do my top five movie football movies uh, episode next week. Uh, that's why I always kind of video that I always used to drop on YouTube every year when the Super Bowl happens. But anyway, so that's gonna be probably next week. But that's let's not talk about that yet. Uh, first off, uh, you know, let's get this out of the way real quick. I spun the mystery wheel of movies, trying to figure out what movie I was going to uh, blind spot movie for the anniversary watch that I was going to watch for next episode. And that, I spun Grindhouse, with, and I got Todd on board for it. However, you know because we have, we're also part of the Film Independent, and we're trying to watch a bunch of the screeners for when we're voting. Our voting time frame ends pretty soon, like in like what like ten, fifteen days or something like that. So we try to watch all the movies that we can to vote. Uh, for winners, and so we're gonna push grind back, grindhouse back a few weeks, but we will be reviewing that. I definitely uh, plan on that. We're we'll looking forward to. It. I actually found those at Goodwill uh, recently, a really good deal there. So anyway, uh, but that's not. We're, let's not talk about that right now. Today we're we are gonna talk discuss the Jackass movies. I, we the Jackass Forever just came out in theaters. You probably heard the other guys talk about the fourth one as well. Uh, who knows? My, my, this episode might be out before theirs. Who knows? Uh, but all uh, we, my wife and I, and we rewatched all three of the original Jackass movies. I didn't get quite get to Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. However, I probably will do a ranking of them in this in this um in this podcast here. And then also we jump back into 1987, and I gave you that kind of like little tidbit, Oscar nominated Oscar nominated movie. Starting Eddie Murphy, and that's gonna be Beverly Hills Cops 2. Beverly Hill Cop 2. I never watched it before. I've seen the first one, uh, so we watched that last night and kinda of wanna talk about the 35th anniversary of that movie. Pretty fun little flick here. I actually kinda of had a lot of fun. So looking forward to talking about that movie on this episode. But let's talk about the Jackass movies because there are three of these bad boys now. And it just it's just gonna be fun. This franchise is something that is based off an MTV TV show. We see a ton of yeah, just these guys. It's not really like a film. There's nothing that they actually there's a plot they do or whatever. But they go in and they just are jackasses basically. And they uh, they just they talk about um, they do these amazing like little tricks and stunts and these uh, stunts that you shouldn't uh, do uh, without uh, special permission or something like that. But anyway. The Jackass movies have always been one of those ones that are very in your face with some of the stuff they do because it's a lot more outrageous than the T V show. I remember watching T V show when I was, you know, barely not really young, but, you know, early twenties. I remember that watching that kinda of like reruns on on YouTube and stuff like that. And I guess what sometimes on cable, I guess. It's kind of the point where, like, like in Practical Jokers, there's so many episodes now that you can probably go back and watch a bunch of them and you, you're never going to miss out on what you're watching. Uh, eventually, they started doing the, these movies. And the first movie came out actually in um, 2002, so it's actually 20, 20 years old, which is – holy crap, that's 20 years old? That's nuts. Holy cow. Anyway, and then the second film came out in you know 2006 – and then the third film came out in 2010 so yeah that was 12 years ago that's kind of nuts as well but anyway uh, so we uh, we rewatched these movies and i definitely wanted to talk about each one of them individually so in kind of a in a ranking of such so i guess out of the five movies cuz we're also going to be talking about bad grandpa um, is w- in this as well, Oscar-nominated film, Bad Grandpa. Didn't rewatch watch that recently, but I have enough to say on it. I know that film a little bit more than these other ones. You know, as you push the record button, I was going to do a, a full breakdown ranking of each film, talk about why I liked them. However, you know, I just feel like it's really hard to talk about and rank movies that aren't really, does uh, not really have a story, that's kind of a bunch of outrageous stunts here. So I think I'm just going to talk about what I really liked about Jackass Forever, And then give you kind of a really quick ranking of each one of them, and not really talk about anything specifically. Maybe I'll mention some stuff depending on you know that in a couple minutes we'll see. But anyway, Jackass Forever is the fourth you know outrageous stunts film that you know not just starring um, Johnny Knoxville, but another film directed by Jeff Tremaine. This franchise and this the biggest controversy on this one is it doesn't have Bam Margera, which is sad. And this is the the next film that starred was missing out on Ryan Dunn, who had tragically had lost his life uh, shortly after the uh, filming of Jackass 3D came out. It's definitely um, when you're watching this one for me. If I definitely after rewatching the first three ones, I definitely missed Bam and Ryan Dunn tremendously in this one, and. It, having their their absence filled in by a couple people you not really familiar with familiar with at least that's in my case was but still those new newbies were still fun to watch on screen but anyway uh jackass forever takes you know the the tagline here was some people never learn obviously it's like 20 plus years since they started doing the show and the first movie and just this movie's a bunch of old guys going out and still doing the same crap again and it's, it it's effective and it's really funny and it's very, uh, gross. There's a lot of, penis and uh, butts and, uh, hitting people in the balls. A lot of that in this in this movie, probably more than any other one in the in the the previous films here. However, it, there's something about watching this on the big screen opening weekend with a crowded theater that just made the experience that much better i've never seen the other jack jackass movies in theater so this one definitely had a definitely um had a little more excitement going into it because it's gonna be it's gonna be an outrageous crowd i think it's gonna be, that's how i kind of felt going into it and it was it was everybody was laughing having a great time watching this movie a lot of cringe stuff here it's like oh my gosh they did this are they going there really it's it's Fun. My wife and I had a blast watching this, though. This was a really a fun time at the movies. We definitely needed this laugh. We had a busy week at work, so. And plus, also, we always talk about. My wife and I always talk about like, oh, we need to watch these other movies in this the series or franchise leading up to this new film. We always watch like one or two, one or two movies. Let's face it, probably one movie, and it's most likely me falling asleep in it, and my wife will stay up and watch it, and then we just never watch the other ones, and then we go watch the new one, and then we're like, what the hell just happened? And for the Jackass movies, we actually watched all three, which I'm kind of surprised by and happy with that we accomplished that. But watching this one, it it, it is still really cool to see Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O. You got uh, Dave England in there, uh, Wee Man, Jason Acuna, and uh, Danger Aaron and Preston, um, Preston show back up here. And then of course, you get the guys like J- Jeff Tremaine shows up and uh seen all uh, Chris Pontius. I should mention him too. Party boy, Chris Pontius. Of seeing all these guys come back and do these outrageous things that I would be really scared to do because I, you know, you know, fear gets in there. But you know, I've been doing all these dangerous stunts for so long that it it's just really kind of fun to see them back again. It's very nostalgic, but also like it's just kind of cringe in the best way. The new people here uh with um, I'm trying to find their names here. Zach Holmes uh jasper dolphin i think rachel wolfson was in there and eric manica shows up as a the, kind of the newer p- people in here they were fine there there's some cool decent stunts with them i think zach holmes probably did the most stuff out of anybody uh, jasper's dad was pretty cool in here um so that's i can't remember his name in there but he was pretty cool but seeing uh, a big celebrities like eric andre and machine gun kelly and tyler the creator show up in here Tony Hawk's little brief at I think Tony Hawk probably would have been in the movie longer if there was a the skateboarding stuff that Bam would have brought in. We'll see. Maybe we get an unrated cut, hopefully. But anyway, I've seen those guys, especially Machine Gun Kelly's uh, scene. That was, I was like, yeah, get him. <laughs> Tether the Creators it was really funny with the tap dancing uh, electric chair. But really fun stuff here. I think this is definitely you have to watch it on the big screen because that's the best way. It's really hard to talk about like how what's good and bad about the movie because it's it's all based off preference. preference. Uh, If you really don't like gross out humor or like just raunchiness in general, this is definitely not for you. And if you haven't seen the other movies and you're not on board with the other movies, you don't watch this one because you're not going to be on board for it at all. I don't think this one's the best in the franchise personally. I'm kind of more nostalgic for Jackass 3. We'll talk about that in a second. But the uh, Jackass Forever is a very fun film that I'm definitely giving it a three stars. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I've only seen five movies so far for 2022. And Scream, I think, is 2019. Or 2022 Scream is probably my favorite movie so far. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Jackass Forever, three-star film for me. But let's talk about the, the other films in the franchise really quick. Give me my quick takes on them and where they rank currently uh number coming in number five on my list because we're talking about bad grandpa in there as well i have jackass the movie from 2002 a lot little a lot ton of grainier obviously they didn't really. this was the first movie they did and shortly after the show it kind of felt like just an extended episodes of the show a little more outrageous they definitely um like chris pontius showed his uh penis in there quite a bit but it's just one of those ones that there's some really interesting stunts they do. There's that one where they like Steve Os was snorting wasabi. That's kind of that's funny. And then but then they do the paper cuts. I can't watch that one. Uh, but anyway, that's my number five film. Number four, I would probably have to go with. Um, oh my goodness, let's let's go with. Jackass forever I think that one is it's still really good obviously we just watched it but having Van Margera and Ryan Dunn on it it's kind of it's like it's just kind of sad but it's it's still really cool to see these other stuff they do plus I've only seen it the one time so probably go uh, Jackass forever there and then I would go number three would be Jackass number two a really fun film. I I've enjoyed, They definitely raised the stakes from the first uh, Jackass movie. So seeing all the different outrageousness, that was a really fun revisit. And then number two is going to be the Oscar-nominated film, Bad Grandpa. This is fun. You get Urban, um, Urban as this bad grandpa taking his son. And you have like that, them reenacting you know, Little Miss Sunshine at the very end of it. It's just a bunch of different things. It's funny stuff. So they take a lot from Borat here and – Make it their own, so it's really cool to see that, and it's also getting Oscar nominated for best makeup. That's was pretty surprising too, so that's awesome. But number number one is Jackass three. I think that's my, one of my favorite movie openings. I think I, we've ranked them before on here for power rankings. I have always I forget about how awesome that uh opening of uh, the movie is for Jackass three. We have uh, you know. You got Alice and Chains playing the kids are back, and it's it, that's just that's such a fun, fun opening there that I just absolutely enjoy. And the third one, watching it again, it's just, it's just a really fun time. It's it's Jackass clicking on all cylinders and doing it doing it right. So that's my quick little ranking. It's really hard to talk about the, the movies because they're just so similar but unique at the same time. But Jackass Forever is a fun time, so definitely check that one out in theaters now. All right, moving on to our next segment which is going to go to our anniversary watch blind spot as well. I've seen we're talking about Beverly Hills Cop 2. This was kind of a spontaneous watch last night. We my wife and I had seen the first film that came out in 1984, and I think believe that's currently my number 9 film of 84. So I didn't spin this film by any means, but I wanted to at least watch it because I knew this was an anniversary when that was a blind spot. So Beverly Hills Cop is, is directed once again by Tony Scott. Axel Foley is back. Who is he? I'd say he's a cop. <laughs> this is a Detroit badge. What the hell are you doing in Beverly Hills? I'm going deep, 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 deep undercover. Back where he doesn't belong. Excuse me. We're the owners of this house. They're in Hawaii for a week while the construction's happening. I'm Axel Foley, Beverly Hills Building Inspector. You stole in this house. How do you steal a house? It's my uncle's house. <laughs> ...reunited with all his old buddies. What the hell's going on here? Who the hell are you? I'm Johnny Wishbone, psychic extraordinaire. If you need me, just think Johnny Wishbone, and I come running. Lots and biddles. It's like kibbles and bits, but different. Oh, this is a big mistake, a big mistake. Would you lighten up and take some risks? This is definitely breaking the law. So how long would it take to shave those legs anyway? I suppose you're trying to be charming. Actually, I'm just offering my grooming services. Get out of here, you degenerate! I want you out of here! Is this a black thing? <sighs> hey! Send your love, you gotta break it! I need authorization. <laughs> Authorized! Are we having a problem here? You have to! No. Ask the foley. And this is Max. And Max kills cops for a living! <laughs> heats back on and we see Eddie Murphy and Judge Reinhold and John Aston all return in their respective roles from the previous film but Eddie Murphy plays detective Axel uh, Foley, who is from Detroit, Michigan, as this police detective here, and he gets asked to come to L.A., back to Beverly Hills to help solve a, a case of robberies that's being um, going down by this mysterious group. So the whole film is basically seeing Axel Foley and uh, John, Judge Reinhold's uh, Billy Rosewood and John Aston's uh, detective sergeant, John Taggart, trying to solve these uh different robberies and the, the, the things about that makes this movie truly work is just how amazing 80s eddie murphy is like i i enjoy a lot of eddie murphy's films but he definitely goes a little more uh, i get, i don't know i don't this is not like a really a mainstream movie but it is a just a good fun film i think the first one may be better my wife put it perfectly she said more memorable uh, but this is still a really fun film that I really kind of had a lot of fun with. I really liked what they did. They kind of stepped up some things in the first one they didn't like they knew exactly what they have here, so they didn't go too crazy in the spectrum of this um, these, this cop movie here. But Eddie Murphy plays Axel Foley like amazing. It's probably one of my favorite little characters that he does. Thinking about Eddie Murphy, you know, when you you ask people nowadays, what's, what do you know him from? You you're probably, you, you'll get some people say maybe his stand-up raw uh, movie, or you get mostly probably people talking about Shrek and or Nutty Professor. However, like those are yeah things that you definitely sticks out to me as well, but I think like Beverly Hill Cop is like one really underrated in his filmography because it's just a really fast talking cop that gets under the skin of the people in the the movie and everybody's like well how did he kind of how can he bs his way out of all these different situations it's crazy anybody else would get fired for this but it's eddie murphy and he just i just he's charming in this one he's not so mainstream it feels like in like he's 90s or early 2000s and he you know doesn't feel like he's not doing anything like nowadays which is sad and he was in the point where he was making really great movies and it's just really cool to see uh, him in this one. Uh, what I really liked about Beverly Hills Cop 2 is what the evolution of Judge Reinhold's character, uh, Rosewood. I really liked him in there in the first movie, but he wasn't like the main standout. But there was some really good chemistry between Rosewood's, Rosewood and Taggart here. And Rosewood even steps out where he was actually like this. He starts carrying a lot of guns around and knives and everything. It's like, what? Why are you carrying this? Why? It's like, well, you can never know when you need it. Everything. Rosewood is a really fun character in this play by Judge Reinhold. And Taggart's funny. I didn't realize he looked like Lyndon Mead Johnson. But, you know, who knows? He, he, he may. Uh, and But the chemistry between the three characters here just works on such a great level that it's just really kind of just, just amazing, you know? Uh, i trying to figure out. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bridget Nielsen also as this... Um, One of the assassins here was awesome to see. She's not assassin, but she's one of the people um, doing these robberies. And she plays uh, Carla Fry here. She was really cool and a, really a standout, memorable character here. This is a fun film that I definitely can see myself re watching. I'm really glad that it's, you know, celebrating these anniversaries and these blind spots and also knock off another Oscar nominated movie that I haven't seen yet, which is really cool to do. This is definitely a big blind spot. I've been meaning to watch these Beverly Hills Cobbs movies. I've actually, funny story, Black Friday came all around a couple years ago and. We bought the, the Beverly Hills Cop collection for, like, um, like really cheap, and we had never watched them before until we bust out and watched the first one of, like, last year. And we just kind of sat on it. And I'm so glad we re-watched, uh, rewatched the second one. Now I need to watch the third one, and we may talk about that at some point, too. But anyway, that's my quick thoughts on Beverly Hills Cop 2. It's a really f- uh, fun film. Definitely think you should check out. Tony Scott, you know, he hasn't done a ton of movies. I can think off the top of my I'm looking at his filmography right now. Well, obviously, he did the Top Gun and True Romance was really good. He did Man on Fire, Deja Vu, Taking Pillow 1, 2, 3, Unstoppable. A lot of movies with Denzel, I see here. He only did like 22 movies, but this is probably other movies that I've seen. Oh, we just watched the last Boy Scout for the first time this last year, and Domino as well. Never seen Spy Game or Crimson Tide, which I think that's a blind spot on my list, too. But, you know, he he's not like the, my favorite director, but I think Beverly Hills Cop 2 may be one of my favorites. True Romance is my favorite from his, his filmography. But with that said, that's my quick takes on Beverly Hills Cop 2. Now we're going to take a pause here and we're going to go see what I spin for next episode. Because Grindhouse is going to be a few more weeks away. So anyway, let's go. All right, so we got all the movies up on the board. Again, if you haven't heard this segment before, I basically put a bunch of anniversary years coming up every five years so from 1982 all the way to 2017 previous reviews on this series has been from wall street obviously we had talked about beverly hills cop 2 today and we also did killing of the sacred deer really let's let's check out what we spin today i also have big blind spot on the board which is a movie that's celebrating an anniversary but it's something that i need to watch so here we go let's spin it let's see what we get Ooh, here we go, all right. So like last time, spin, obviously we talked about Brian not being on the board yet. We get 2007, so another year that I have not seen a whole bunch of movies, there's a bunch of movies on my list that I need to watch from 2007. So let's erase the board and put some movies there and see what I get to spin. Alright, so we have our 2007 movies on the board. We put a bunch on here this time just to see what we get here. So some movies to recap what we have on the list right now. We have The Assassination of Jesse James, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Waitress, The Darging Unlimited, Walk Hard, Sunshine, Eagle vs. Shark, Rescue Dawn, The Golden Compass, The Mist, and Michael Clayton. So these are some movies that obviously got nominated or just movies I haven't seen yet. Uh, like I said last time, when I did 2007, it was Grindhouse that I did spin at this point. But going back to this year again, I really want to see Assassination of Jesse James. Walk Hard which is one I don't know why I've never seen. I love John C. Riley. Uh, Sunshine would be a fun one. Eagle vs. Uh, Sharks, a Noah Baumbach film I haven't watched. I've been kind of interested. And The Mist has a great ending. And The Golden Compass... This one that I do not really care about on this one. But it's an Oscar-nominated movie. So we will see what we get here. So Let's spin that wheel. It's spinning. Here we go. It's slowing down here. Oh, my goodness. I've jinxed it. I've jinxed myself now. I've jinxed it, man. I'm not really happy about this. But the movie that we just spun here is 2007's Oscar-nominated movie. The Golden Compass. Yeah, so that's what I spun. That's going to be a fun one. Um, we may have to do another review on on top of that one because to get. The, just, I, I'm not really excited for Golden Compass, but we'll, we will we will review it because I'm a man of my word. We will get that done. Anyway, guys, that's my quick episode today. We talked about the Jackass movies because Jackass Forever. We talked about Beverly Hills Cop 2. And now we get to watch the golden compass. Anyway, until next time guys, I will talk to you guys later and we will see you in the next one. Bye bye.